Welcome to a Rocky Start Podcast. I'm Brian Argot. Thank you for joining us on our special Tuesday live show where I go live on YouTube with my pal, Kenneth Griffin, and my co-host for our Tuesday show where we talk sports cards, sports, and some lifestyle talk at the end of the show. And uh, Ken, he is the owner of the car shop in Evansville, and he does live breaks. If you guys don't know what live breaks are, it's where he pretty much goes live on his YouTube and he opens cards. He opens boxes and you guys could get in. Um, sometimes there's 30 spots, so maybe a little bit more or a little bit less, depending on what he's doing. But all his card sh- sh- breaks are inexpensive. They are you know, there's a lot of them out there. I guess he told me today that there was over 300,000 breakers and which is mind boggling, but, uh, he is one of the biggest, he is one of the cheapest out there for getting your bang for your buck. Instead of going to wait at target and hoping to get a box of uh, basketball cards or football cards, which is almost next to impossible nowadays. Well, you can get into his breaks for about $25 throughout the week. And we talk a lot about uh, cards here on the show as well and what he does. And uh, if you guys would love to join us live on YouTube, you could join us on my YouTube channel at 9 a.m. every Tuesday where we are talking sports and we have a great job, a great time doing it. And I always have my coffee with me. I hope you guys all enjoy this version of the show. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a rating and review Here's your show with myself and Kenneth Griffin. Hey, Ken, we're live, man. How's it going, bud? What's up, man? Doing good, man. Good, good, man. It's been a nice start to the week. You just got in a little break right before the show. Yeah, it's two for the day already. Chronicles has been hot, man. Best NFL product I've seen for the money in years. Right, yeah. Especially the overall value and stuff that like, I think is going to potentially come from this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I wish I had four cases in the closet because that prism black stuff's gonna just explode long term. You know, it's it's really really hot. Um, I like select because I mean it's it's a little prettier, I guess. Yeah. But select's almost two k a box now. You can get more. I mean, you can get over two boxes of Chronicles for that. I like it. Like, I I like the Chronicles stuff better than the select. Mm-hmm. I mean. The, with the with the boxes that you could buy at Target for twenty bucks, are those the boxes you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the hobby boxes are oh. up to two thousand. Wow, yeah, that that's insane. I mean, I I just I like what comes out of the Chronicles more than I do the the Select. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just a better product overall. Like your yields better. You know, I mean some of the breaks we've done we're sleeving fifty, sixty cards on Select. There's times we're sleeving three. Yeah, uh, I guess maybe that shows the rarity. I, I I don't know. I mean, it goes both ways, you know. Um, I just really like Chronicles because every pack is fun. You don't know what you're gonna get. You know, with so many products in there, I mean, it's like eleven different products in one. It's pretty cool. Right. With with all that being said, like with the Chronicles and with Optic and everything that's come out this past year, do you think there's an oversaturation with the cards like that we're seeing like with herbert no i don't because i think we've also brought in so much new blood the prices are so high like stuff is selling so big um a buddy of mine last night ran a break and hit a national treasures 
to a one-on-one rookie patch auto um, big card, really yeah. big card. Right. And within minutes, he had $30,000 offers. So, Jesus. I mean, and that's for Tua, man. We're not talking about Burrow, Herbert. You know, we're not talking about any of the 2021 dudes. Like, we're talking about Tua. But to segue into football a little bit, Tua, man, is really starting to sell well. Um, he had a big dip when I think people were thinking he may be moving. And when the Dolphins didn't do anything in the offseason and they kind of put the stamp on, that's our guy. Yeah. His stuff, is, I mean, Hurts is the same way. They've both kind of been given the stamp of that's the guy we're going to go with. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, with some of the cards that, like, you know, have been pulling in, in the Chronicles and stuff, like, you know, got a lot of Tua, Burrows, and all that. It's like de- definitely there is a lot of increase, especially, you know, when you figure out that Hurts now – it's his job to lose to a same thing yep. um, just so they can perform long-term. It's like, that's just what you got to be aware of. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still speculatory because you've got to hope that they're both going to play well, stay injury free, put up wins. Cause again, I'm a big proponent of a second year quarterback. I don't care what your numbers are. The wins matter to me. Um, you know, if Herbert comes out and throws 300 a game, one interception or less, that doesn't mean anything to me unless they're also a winning squad. He's right. got to be a leader that can make them actually win because at the end of the day, that's more important. What what quarterback besides the top four that we mentioned do you think is going to have an upstart? We got the Aaron Rodgers news now that yesterday the Packers offered him a long-term deal. That mm-hmm. is, um, I mean, interesting now because obviously Jordan Love cards popped two weeks ago when the NFL drafted Rodgers announced he wanted out. I mean, who knows if Rodgers takes the deal or not? That is, let's see, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's kind of twofold. One, this is why I was saying sell all your love stuff when they popped. Right. Because, again, there was a chance that something like this happened. There's also the chance that love isn't great. We don't know yet. I mean, he's not seen the NFL field. Um, That said, there was a big pop. I think it made sense to sell him. If Rodgers re-signs, you'll be able to buy all that love stuff you sold for half. Like his stuff is going to go right back down and it may even take a bigger hit than that. Well, I definitely think so. Obviously um, they're going to have to trade love. I mean, you sign Rogers, what are you going to do? I guess keep love for another season maybe, but you have to get him out of To put him on the shelf, to put him on the shelf for two more years is gross. You know, that's just rough. It it is, but you also got to, from Green Bay, you got to make sure that you know you're watching your back because mm-hmm. you know you have him. You have him on a great contract for the next few years. If Rodgers somehow gets hurt, you know next year in the, in the big middle of the big deal, well, your season might not be in danger because you can throw in Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean honestly, I personally would love to see Rodgers go. You guys have never given me what I've needed. I've been begging for help. You offering me money is cute, but I'm I'm not interested. I, I really hope he says no. Uh, me me too. I want him out of Green Bay. I hope he goes to, I hope he goes to Denver, and then just yeah. just realize how much he hadn't made in that division all these years. <laughs> but that's an interesting uh, a play there too, because you got Jerry Judy and Hamler over there. Oh, his offense there is stacked. I mean, the offense there, the offensive line's good. The defense mm-hmm. is really good. Even though they would have to trade Sertan to get Rodgers, because they would have to give him up and what probably three other picks at least mm-hmm. to get Rodgers. I just 
I mean, if if you're Denver, I definitely see it. Yeah, you uh, make that deal all day. You make that deal all day. But in the same breath, then there's is there a play in the card world to grab up some KJ Hamler, to grab up some Jerry Judy's? They're already a cheap position player anyway. You know, you're not gonna have to spend a ton of money to get nice stuff. You can buy you can buy a flawless Hamler RPA numbered out of ninety nine for like eighty bucks. Where are you at on buying receivers though? Like, do you, do you like receivers? I mean, I don't. But what I like is the notion of if you buy a bunch of them now and then Rogers signs, all those guys are going to pop for about two weeks. That's true. And you you could just get them and get out. Get them, get the money, get out. With 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 that is like you know Justin Jefferson. His cards are probably the most sought after right now because he's all the. Yeah, there you go. You got select. That's that's a sweet card too. That's a silver version. And you know, those are a lot of sought after cards. You know, and he definitely has a big potential future to maybe even be greater than the Randy Moss. Which I mean, to be put in that conversation with Moss is yeah. you know definitely nothing to look over. Do you see his cards? Would you hold his cards long term? The tough part with position players to me is they're even under more scrutiny to perform. Yeah. So a quarterback can, again, uh, we'll go back to Herbert. Herbert can throw 300 and zero interceptions for the first three games and go 0 and 4. Yeah. If Jefferson is not making receptions, making touchdowns, gaining yardage, man, it's so much scrutiny. And again, it's already a position people don't like to invest in long term. So am, am I holding any of him long? No. But game two, if he's on fire, am I selling? Yep, 100%. Right, yeah, yeah, of course. It, it's, a, it's just one of those things, I guess, with receivers, you know, that in every other position, too, that you have to, like, go after. Like, like you know, or if they're, like, in year eight or nine, you know, and you get yeah. the, those cards, why not? If you're established, I think it's fine. If you're dealing for, like, a rookie spec, it's really rough. Where are you at on uh, like on uh, Aaron Donald? Like, w- would you one of his tops Chrome two thousand think fourteen? No, no. Just I, I just it's not. There's nothing he can do to me that's again. You know, you know my metric. What does he have to do to double? Yeah, I, I can't think of anything that guy could do, including winning a ring. I, I don't think winning a, a NFL championship would get him. What about a 30, double? What about thirty sacks in a season? I don't think it matters, man. It's still a defensive position, basically, at that point. Like, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like the, you know, it's like seeing LT rookie cards sell, sell yeah. what they sell. LT is, I mean, every, no one argues that he's not the greatest defensive player of all time. And You can buy a full-size, you can buy a full-size autograph helmet of that guy for like 100 bucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, his rookie cards before what? the market boom, you could buy them for a dollar. A dollar. Wow. I, I guess that just shows you, yeah. Because I mean, we've seen we've seen the pops the, of you know most of the older quarterbacks mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that, Marino, Elway, Montana, and all them. But yeah, the, I mean, him playing in that same generation, he had no pop really. Yeah. Well, that's there's one thing I should touch on because I've had a few people ask about this. When you're buying someone to flip quickly. There is a metric you have to consider. So let's go back to Jerry Judy. 
and let's just pick any random card that sells for a hundred bucks. Right. So you go out and you buy 10 of those. Cause I'm a big fan of buy 10 or buy zero, but let's say you buy 10 and he starts getting hot. You've still got to outpace the eBay fees. Yeah. So it's something people don't really think about. Like when you buy a card for a hundred and let's say you get into them a hundred a piece taxes, shipping, everything, which I mean, again, you know, that plays a role too. It all adds up. So let's say you're in a hundred a piece for easy numbers. Where are you going to sell it when he suddenly gets hot? Unless you're in Facebook groups where you can, you know, quickly move it. You're likely going to go to eBay, but you've got to outpace the eBay fees and PayPal fees and eBay managed payment fees. So, I always assume that I'm 10% behind as soon as I make any kind of purchase on eBay if I'm thinking of flipping. You have to. So when you buy that card for 100, that card needs to go to 120 for you to make even 8%. Yeah. So it's just something to really think about like when you're looking at a, at a player, you know, that's why I like buying stuff I think is going to double because I can outpace that 10% pretty easily. Yeah. But if you're just trying to make a quick 10, 20%, man, you better have a good source to sell it because again, eBay is going to take their cut. That's why sending cards into consignment is such a big thing right yeah. now. I, yep. I, I know that's what I did. I sent in probably 50 cards off to a consignment, even though they might be 30, $40 cards. Yep. I don't have to pay shipping. I don't have to yep. do any of that. They take their fee and I don't know what kind of deal they have with eBay, but you know, it makes it worth they it. They all do. All the big ones have a good deal to where yeah. they make a, a nice they make a nice bit of money. Um, it's a lot of work. I mean, they have a lot of them have to have big infrastructure. Shipping's a nightmare, you know. Yeah. But doing eBay for yourself, I mean, you're talking about materials, you're talking about time, you're talking about fraud, you're talking about returns. Yeah. Just the ink to send out. If you start doing a lot of eBay, yeah. there was a year a year where no BS. I spent over ten thousand on ink. I, I bet when I used to do eBay for myself, like ten thousand dollars just on ink. That's I not have, even paper cost, you know. I have my girlfriend print the papers because I don't have a printer. And you yeah. know, if I go, it's like a dollar every time. Like that adds up. If I'm shipping out yep. 30 things in a month, that's $30 a profit. That just, so we're on the, just so we're on the same, same page, um, printers at Walmart are, I think, $23. I know. I just, I mean, uh, why, why, why I do that when I could just do it? I know. I cut corners in certain ways, but. My why would you not for the day is why would you not spend 20 bucks and have a printer? My God, sir. I just bought it a break for 25. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. I guess uh, I still think of printers and stuff as expensive from like, you know, just like one of those things that you think of like, oh, yeah, it's that price. I can't believe that it's come down that much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I mean, you know, with with all that it just does add up to be a crazy amount that's why sending them off to to get consigned and stuff are just is just so much better yeah i like it a lot um especially because again you've taken your risk factor out your right. risk of getting just fraudulent stuff i mean it's rampant on there you know i've dealt with it so many times man it's just it's really frustrating um it's a great place to buy i hate selling on there but i don't i mean again like i had a card shop right for years and years and years we would sell between three and 10 single cards a day that was a good day we're talking like a saturday wow. on ebay i can sell thousands of cards a day if i have the inventory yeah i, I went to a card shop yesterday 
guy has a million cards in there. It was a yeah. in a little town I grew up outside of LA. And man, such a stiffler on the cards. Like, you know, card selling on eBay, 30% cheaper and just not moving his cards. I'm like, you have all these cards in here. They're all like all over the place too. Not even, and just doesn't want to budge on the cards. I'm like, God, like, but see, like, that's the classic card shop owner, and that's why I think that industry is dying so heavily. Like, people ask me all the time, when am I going to open a shop again? Man, I don't see the benefit. I mean, full disclosure, a good day of sales in the card shop was $200. Yeah, uh, I, I can imagine. It's like and expe- a break. Expe- it's like, we do how many breaks a day? Like, there's days. We did, we did 10 the other day. Like, just this past week, we had a day where we did 10 breaks. Yeah, that's so much more, so much more. Yeah, I mean, you have to have a really cool card shop, the Burbank card shop here. I mean, yeah. big, big one, um, mm-hmm. very well known and stuff. But like that, that is just a location grab. It's been around and established, like, and it's in it's being in Los Angeles. But the other surrounding card shops, they don't have that kind of hype. I mean, it's very well. Even rare. think about think about Burbank too though like what is their total investment now in that company what is their total cost of goods what is their total monthly spend just to keep inventory and labor which is the number one thing that puts all card shops out of business one labor is expensive two I've never had someone who worked for me that didn't steal Um, every single employee I ever had has stolen from us literally all of them got caught but all of them stole at some point money or cards or hooked up a friend and like you know got paid on the outside um, plus you're going to have theft, you know, from consumers. It just happens, you know, you're a retail location. So Burbank is doing great. I'm sure their numbers are unbelievable, but year one and two, I bet it was scary as could be, man. Like it had oh, to be. Oh yeah. And that, that's what I mean. It's starting Like you were mentioning is not an easy thing, especially yeah. in t- today's world where everyone just goes to look online now. Well, and especially too, like I get messages almost every day about guys who are in the hobby and they want to be a breaker. And what can I do to become a breaker? And I'm like, man, it's, it's absolutely a thing you can try to do. But the number one hurdle is you've got to somehow get boxes and allocation, which is really hard. You've got to be willing to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that yeah. in the beginning for the first year. If you're, if you have that kind of money, um, and then also you've got to build a clientele that'll fill your breaks because man, there's 300,000 break rooms. Like, you know, there's break rooms. I know I've got a buddy right now that, that owns a really big break room. Uh, probably one of the biggest in the country right now. He's doing 160,000 a day in breaks. Wow. So consider me, like I'm very small comparatively speaking. Like even if I run 10, like 10 is $10,000. Right. He's doing 160,000 a day. Jesus, man, that's just, that's crazy, but it's on another level. It's just something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's built the following. He's, he's able to do that. And you know, I, I'm a big fan. Like I love what he's doing, but his is all $600 buy-ins and above. So it's all very elite, very expensive. Um, You can really destroy your customers really fast. And yeah. to me, that's the, the biggest fear is like, that's why we run a lot of cheap breaks because we want longevity. I want to be doing this, you know, three years from now. Um, if you run a lot of $600 buy-ins, man, like at a certain point, guys can just get the risk of ruin is so high. Yeah. I mean, if I lose $1,800 on three buys, like I'm like, I mean, I guess if, you know, if you're a millionaire, that's not going to hurt you, but 
But if you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, that that's still going to hurt you. It's still going to be like, oh man, I just can't believe I spent two grand on that break. I might do mm-hmm. that again. But if I buy, you know, a hundred dollars on and I got four spots, you know, at twenty five dollars yeah. a spot, I'm like, oh, you know, that was too bad. I'm going to buy it again Friday or something like that. It's like, well, and I like I really push this narrative too. I mean, obviously we run we want to run as many breaks as we can, right? <clears throat> but the way we're doing it Monday through Thursday doing $25 breaks, a hundred dollar bill you can buy into a break four days in a row. Yeah. Like you, you have action. You get to be involved four days in a row for $100. There's no break room out there. That's doing that. Nobody. I mean, everyone's trying to do these huge breaks, big dollar buy-ins. Like I love breaking even the hundred dollar buy-in ones. I love it because it's more product. We're going to see more cool stuff, right? Like it's a, it's a good time, but the 25 and 35s, the longevity is there and you can still hit a monster. Yeah, no, exactly, man. That's, that's the one caveat to all that. We got a little bit off, to- off topic. Let's go back into some football talk. You know, we talked about the uh, Rogers and uh, the whole love situation. That's it all going to, I think, play out here, especially as we get closer to the June because Rogers can't, nothing can really happen until uh, the June 1st. If, if they do decide to move him or what, whatnot, unless he does. What's your gut? I think Rogers signs there long term. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think. Yeah, that, I mean, if I, I think, had to, if I was a wagering enthusiast, I think he ends up staying, which is why I've been screaming "Sell your loves while they're hot." I just, I honestly, I think he stays and I think he retires there. I don't think he's going to want to be one of these guys that plays for multiple teams, goes and becomes a journeyman that's at multiple teams for the next five years. Like I just don't see it. I mean, if I'm a teammate of Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if I want him back. But I mean, that's that's something completely different. I just don't see him leaving. I, you know, they have a system in place. He has a good coach, and you know, obviously, just one day. It's kind of tough, right? It is. It's tough if you are his teammate, and he's like, "You guys have never given me weapons," and you're standing there, and you're like, "You're the weapon." You're like, "Bro, like, can you stop trashing the team in the media?" Because like, we are your teammates. Because we can also miss that blocking assignment, and you can just get folded up. Yeah, you know, especially after a year where he won the MVP off of, you know, I don't think you should have won the MVP. I've still been a big spokesperson of that. Sorry, they beat absolutely nobody last year. They want they beat thirteen teams with all losing records. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I still think Mahomes should have won the MVP, but that's just a different thing. But uh, you know, I think Roger stays. He has a good team um, around him, regardless of what he thinks. You know, all those guys still helped him win the MVP and got a game away from the Super Bowl. So. If wow. he wins, if not, if he wins, if he stays, do you think they make any noise this year? You mean like going into playoffs? Do you feel like they're a threat to win a chip? Of course, yeah. Okay. They were, I mean, they, they were a game away. I, you know, they're going to run it back with mostly everybody they had. Yeah, of course. I mean, especially no one's given them a run in that division. Minnesota's not. Chicago, no. I, they're still year or two away from making anything. I think. And who's the other team in that division? Uh, it's uh, Chicago, Minnesota, Green Bay, and uh, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit's not doing any noise yeah. either. So they have like seven wins guaranteed in that division right there. Um, yeah, man, let's talk about Tim Tebow making his way back into the NFL. You know, last time he, last time he pretty much played was the Steelers game, man. Or uh, yeah. well, the, not. Actually, the last game he played, he got destroyed by 
Tom Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> but but uh, last game he won in the NFL was against the Steelers, making an incredible pass. Uh, and then he was, are you a fan? Um, I liked actually Tebow. I you know I thought if you could use him in the right system as Denver kind of did and let him do his thing, I thought he could be a winner. Um, it was kind of sad to never see him get another chance. You know, I, I know the Patriots signed him and, you know, but cut him. But he never really got his chance. He went and signed with my New York Mets at a minor league deal. I thought he, you know, overcame some adversity. I like players like that, that could try to overcome adversity and do things like that. That shows a lot, something about, you know, your character and everything. Um, I know a lot of guys that actually still collect him. Right. Um, I know quite a bit of people here locally, at least, that have massive Tebow collections, like big money stuff. Because oddly enough, he still has some cards that are worth quite a bit of money. That's what I was going to ask you: is are you? Would you suggest people going out there and getting his 2010 Topps Chrome? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I don't. I never buy. Don't buy hype. Again, the time to buy that was two months ago before the rumors started. Like, again, why would we buy when the market's going up? We don't buy guys that are on fire. Like, we buy guys that are depressed and then that have a shot to explode. Exactly. We don't. His 2000, his 2010s or something be around. 450 some are like 3000 they're pretty they're pretty high his tops chrome his top chrome denver card right now is are selling in the thousands right now and again six months ago that wasn't the case no his stuff has always had had a little bit of weird collector value like he's a guy that just some for some reason brings a little money but there's just no way in the world that i would suggest putting money into him while he's on fire like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Especially the thing with Tebow is like, I mean, he has such a decorated history. Two Heisman trophies. I mean, having some success in the NFL, more success than what other quarterbacks have had, and and then going to play baseball now coming back. I mean, I, there's just a, there's a fandom there for for sure. Yeah. And again, the kid's a super athlete. Like, he's clearly a beast. Like, the fact that he's basically going to be a walk-on in the NFL now, like, that's pretty cool. Um, but in the same breath, he's going to have to perform also to attain these prices. Exactly. And with with him performing, I mean, I, I hope he succeeds. I mean, he's not that old. And yeah. the, the thing about him is he's an incredible athlete, big guy. He's going to be a tight end. I, I can see that. Yeah, it makes sense to me. And I like him reuniting with Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the biggest I really like the play. Back. I just would I would never go plow a thousand bucks into that guy, though. No way. No way. No. Now, again, like if you kind of, and again, you got to think there's a lot of insider information that happens in this hobby, too. Let's say you knew about this idea a year ago. You were walking through the office, and you you know you're down there at the Jags state or Jags front office, and you see Tim Tebow walk out in a suit. It, That's it, not a terrible time to go buy a bunch of Tebow stuff because you have a little bit of info. It, you know that has to happen, right? Of course. I mean, you know, Urban Meyer was discussing this idea three months ago. Right. 
I mean, I think. And I would say it even a a year ago, they probably had a phone call and just talked about it. Yeah. You know, I don't think this was something that was quickly rushed. I mean, this is a pretty big deal. Um, But again, from a card selling perspective, if I had Tebow, you know what I would do right now with him? Sell, 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 sell. Get the money, get the money, get the money and just move on to the next guy. Like, if you're in the market of selling, if you're a true collector and you like collecting, there's nothing wrong with it. But don't buy at the highs. Yeah, especially especially if you just had this card sitting there, get, dump that thing right now. I mean, yep. so as soon as I would actually maybe wait if Lawrence throws him a touchdown. What? Oh my god! You know, yes. I mean, unless you could get a, a few hundred dollars for that, but if you know, maybe the value popped a little little bit, and you're just like, maybe I'll just hold until that. I saw a prop bet yesterday. It was like plus fifteen hundred that uh, Lawrence throws a Tebow touchdown this season for for the season. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty that's pretty good money. That's fr- yeah, that sounds like free money. Um, yeah, that sounds like free money. There is the issue though of are we sure he starts? Exactly. Right. Right. That's the other thing. You know, it's like, is he going to be the first string tight end? No. But will they use him on specialty plays? I mean, of course. I mean, I mean, you would think so. Like I said, the one thing about the guy is you still, I still remember him running as a quarterback again on the Broncos. That guy can take hits. He can run. I mean, I know this is eleven years, uh, ten years ago now, but it's a big difference. Yeah. But yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, if he's not going to be TAE tight end one, you know, that's he's going to see less touches. But yeah, I mean, I absolutely believe at some point he gets a touchdown. Exactly. That's just Vegas. It's Vegas is seldom wrong though, so it, it looks really good. But there's a reason it looks really good. Yeah, exactly. I, because I, you've I, also got some other factors too, like Lawrence has to not get hurt. If game two, Lawrence goes down. You just lost. You know what I mean? Like, if he's out for the season, it's over with. Yeah. I don't hate it, though. I like the number. It, there's a lot a lot there that, you know, could be made. And I guess it's exciting, of course, because, you know, yeah. we're all – I think everyone's missing football at this point. You know, with minicamp starting, you know, everyone's getting excited. In three months, we'll, have, we'll have some football. Have some and uh, especially with the extra game, it's going to be interesting. I, there's a, one player I want to talk about before we move on from the NFL, uh, Russell Wilson. I want to talk about his his uh, card value. His his rookie cards seem to be cheaper than what like, is going out there. I, you know, I don't see a lot of cards ever in his in the breaks of Russell Wilson, right? No, not really. I mean, when I've opened Optic, I'd never see Russell Wilson. So what is do you are you a buyer on Russell Wilson rookie cards or his second year cards? Me personally no because I just again the, I'm going to ask you the question I always do what's he got to do for his uh, stuff to double I think for him it's he would have to perform at MVP level and win a Super Bowl. But that's the thing is I, every year he's in the MVP conversation. Some some people can't imagine how he's never won an MVP. I mean, I can because he's just never outperformed any of the other MVPs that year. And his, like, what, in week six, he was the MVP everyone was talking about. And if you would have kept that up for another 10 games, yeah, I would have given him the MVP. But you know what? That guy fell off tremendously. 
But I still think his cards are a little undervalued for what they're at. I mean, for the things he's done, it does seem like they're low. It's just the problem I see is everything he's done was so long ago. Yeah. That, In that's... the collector world, man, it's like, yeah, he used to be really, really good. You know? Yeah. Eh. I mean, I, I feel like he... I'm not saying he was Mahomes, but he had the Mahomes hype in his first three seasons. Yeah. I mean, that defense was a uh, was a course a wrecking crew. He wanted. Oh my god! Yeah. He, he, did he win rookie of the year? I don't. I think he did. I feel like yes. I, I think he did. Maybe I'm wrong, but there. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he did. Was maybe. it luck instead? Oh, you know what? It was luck. Yeah, you're right. It was luck. Luck, luck had an incredible luck. year. Yeah, good, good memory there. But uh, he he did win the Super Bowl in 2013, made it back, lost to Brady. We remember that play. But seriously, after that, man, it was pretty much, you know, as most dynasty teams kind of do, is they start getting injuries, people start leaving, and all that. But I, I I'm I'm curious to kind of see where Russell Wilson's card value would be out in the next few years, because uh, I I still think. You know, he's only 31. I still think he can make something happen. And I'm curious to see what Seattle's going to be doing this next year. Because if they don't do anything this next year, I think Wilson might be gone. Yeah. And I, I know that's not new. You know, he came out on the Dan Patrick show and said that, you know, he is frustrated with the team. I think him leaving could be the only thing that could help his card value right now. Um the issue I have with him is I think post-retirement, he is a forgotten soul. No one's going to think about that dude. Really? I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. Again, like as somebody who had a shop even when he was hot, people weren't walking in asking for his stuff ever. Like I've never had someone message to be like, man, you know what I need? One of them hot, hot Russell Wilsons. No one's ever said that to me. I would rather own Russell Wilson than Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know if that's a, from a big shot. From a personality standpoint, from a personality standpoint, from I think cut- Russell Wilson seems the long-term hold of value. Rogers is going to be bigger. Yeah. He has two MVPs. I mean, they both have a super bowl. Some people might argue that although the year that Rogers won the super bowl, his team was not anything spectacular, but Rogers is I mean, if I, better numbers. If I had to guess right now, if Rodgers re-signs with the Packers, do the Packers have a better year than Russell Wilson will have? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think that I, – I just – I don't know. I don't believe in Wilson anymore. I think he had a really good second year, and after that, he puts up decent numbers. But, again, like, it's just a guy that seems like they can't get back to the show. Yeah. They make the – I mean, they make the playoffs every year. It just – they can't – they seem they can't get past the – the, not the conference, but yeah, either wild card so you, or. What's you that? asked me a minute ago what quarterback I think is going to really show out this year, basically. Yes. Um, I think you're going to see Lamar Jackson is either going to step up and become great, or we're going to see Lamar Jackson be done done. As far as the hobby value, like if he doesn't do something, everyone is going to abandon ship. So you're talking about pretty much Russell Wilson. <laughs> But I mean, he's yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's it's very similar, even though they don't look anything alike as far as body type. But yeah, I mean. Oh no, they, I'm, ta- they, I'm talking about what we were just talking about with their card value, because now it's yeah. 
it'll be year five for yep. for him. I mean, he's already getting known as the guy who's amazing in the regular season and cannot win in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, Wilson at least has a chip. You know, he's and could have had two if they just hand the ball off. Um, but <laughs> why would you? Why would you not hand the ball? <laughs> it's okay. I was happy. Tom Brady got his uh, fourth ring from that. <laughs> yeah, they gave it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Or Brady put them in position, and Bel- Belichick finally coached a good defensive Super Bowl after losing two in a row. Yeah, but uh, yeah. jury's out on that. Uh, I mean, but uh, yeah, man, I, I see his card value. Even be- <laughs> I'm not going to say Philip Rivers because Philip Rivers never won an MVP, but I mean, it, it, it's it's comparable. Rivers yeah. being a guy who's I mean, choked a handful of times in the playoffs, never, never showed up, uh, but had close to MVP seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, could, could and be I like line. Lamar. Like, I think Lamar's a likable dude in a lot of ways. Um, Very likable. I mean, especially leaving, the, getting hurt and coming back in and what he did. I, I Was that against the Browns when he left the game mm-hmm. in Cleveland this past season? I mean, that was awesome, yeah. man. And I, I well, was, he went to uh, he went to school right up the street from us in Louisville, oh. so I mean, you know, there's always been a big fan following where I live for that guy um, because he was a talent, you know, just an hour and a half away. And you you also got to love the fact that what he's he's done. I mean, he people thought he couldn't make it as a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes. I mean, out. he's built like a line, he's built like a lineman, man. <laughs> like like he's got this crazy wide body, but I mean, he's got wheels. My only fear with him is, and again, everyone just echoed this. He's one huge shot away from another season on the bench because I mean, he runs into traffic a lot. Yeah, no, I, and I don't think he. I mean, we saw with RG three that, that that is the one thing is when he runs, it reminds me of RG three, and. Mm-hmm. We remember RG three getting hit, man. Not not cool. And I mean, fortunately, he's been able to avoid. But at one point or another, that is going to catch up. You can't just can't. You're a quarterback. You can't live by that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when Russell Wilson does it, he's very smart about it. Wilson mm-hmm. will take off, and he he knows when to slide. He's not going to try to go for the go for the touchdown or go for that. Same thing with Mahomes. Mahomes like knows when to run out of bounds or knows when to slide. And I think maybe that's the thing Lamar needs to start focusing on next. I mean, yeah. his when he breaks out, it's incredible. I mean, he's the fastest guy in the field. What he does is amazing. I mean, more elite than Vic, but yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, he is such a big body too. He can stiff arm some of these dudes off of him. But I just think there's going to be a day, man, where he's just going to get folded up. And I, I think he's going to lose a season because of his ability to not slide. You know, yeah. like just thinking you can blow through these dudes. Some of these dudes are three hundred man, and they 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 run a they run a what ten six forty well, you like. Saw, you saw a DK Metcalf the other day, right? Yeah. <laughs> man, yeah. God, that guy is so big, and he was able yeah. to run that. Oh man, yeah. What was that ten three ten or four or something? 10, four, yeah, ten three, 10, yeah. God, unbelievable. Yeah, but yeah, man. Let Let's move on from football. I mean. Uh, you know, yeah. the season comes back soon, but we have a week left in basketball. And I think this is where all the hype is at. Uh, you know, Westbrook yesterday passing Oscar Robinson and triple doubles. Uh, 
Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't take it seriously. I was one of those people. But I was listening to Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo the other day talk about Wilson's or uh, Wilson uh, Westbrook's journey to this. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of the like the MVP season that he had, he put up the stats. Uh, he was chasing. He was chasing the triple double. He was going for the rebound. But for him to get rebounds in this day and age, they made a great point. He is someone. He is a guard that can rebound the ball, and he's proven it mm-hmm. now in almost five straight seasons of just going after this. Like this is the guy. I mean, I've always loved his style of play. Balls to the wall. That guy's anytime he's in the game, he is. 100% energy on the court. Um, it was a rarity in today's game where, you know, he, yeah, he cries a little bit, but he doesn't make excuses. He lets his play do it. I mean, that's also been the detriment of you know, some of his pl- playoff journeys. But, I mean, a, a it guy, does seem like he's active both sides of the ball every play. Like, yeah. he's in he's in the mix. Like, he's, he's out there to play every minute that he's on the court. My only odd can, and I don't know what it is. He doesn't have hobby love. I I think he has a little bit of hobby love. From what I'm looking at, I'll pull up his uh, cards right now. Well, we also have to understand he's getting media right now. Go look at his stuff from three months ago. Like he's not on the level of what you think he should be for the stats. Like if we're looking at just on paper, this guy should be like the hottest thing in all of the sport right now. I, I think with what he's doing, because his his raw cards are, are on bid right now for a, over two hundred bucks right now. Some of his raws, so his PSA nines and stuff are getting there too. But yeah, I, I just and I I just think with Russell Westbrook, his cards are yeah they're they're going to pop right now. You're right, but I I think I think with this, I think they might hold there. I think he's put himself in a category of where people because there's a lot of Westbrook fans, believe it or not. Like there were like a lot of Kobe fans. There's a lot of people that like Westbrook and compare him to Kobe's mentality, like Lillard's mentality of like, you know, he doesn't care. He another thing that uh Bill Simmons and Rosilla had said is he thinks he's the best player on the court. He literally thinks yeah. that. He and he, yeah. he's always played like that. Even when he was playing with Durant he always thought he was the best player on the team, even though he wasn't. I mean, again, he faulted that that team was, you know, never going to win with Westbrook because Westbrook thought he was the better player than Durant. Before this record and all the hype over the last few weeks that he's received, would you have gave him top 10 in the league three months ago? I still don't think he's top 10 in the league. I mean, right. you have to put him there with all NBA because, you know, He's a really good defender. He mm-hmm. does defend the ball well. So, I mean, with the two-way player, you got to put him there. I am still not taking him because, I'm sorry, I just don't think he leads you to the finals. Do I think he can, yeah. win you, he can win you a series, especially with them in the playing tournament, man? It's going to be fun. I mean, that team was literally, I think, 0-6 to start the year yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like 3-15. Hot 15. garbage. Hot <laughs> yeah. garbage. Yeah. It's terrible. So for them to do what they've done, it's it's pretty awesome. It's awesome, and that's another player who I want to touch on is Bradley Beal, his teammate. I, uh, Beal's not going to win the scoring title now after Curry is. Uh, he, he Curry's been eyeballing it. <laughs> Curry's like, I'm not letting you win the scoring title. I'm going to win this. 
Um, yeah, absolutely not. And Curry's gone off, and last night sealed a three against the Jazz. And two. That looked good too. Well, that was a good game. It was, man. And we'll talk about Curry again. I know we've talked about him. I think every week, but. I mean, it makes sense to talk about him. He is the the Michael Jordan of this generation, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, from a from from a fan like from being able to like what we talked about, you know, at on the court, you're saying Curry, you know, yeah. as before people were saying Kobe, and then people before that were saying Jordan. You know, LeBron's definitely the greatest player of this this generation. Let me but, ask you this though, because this is something I just thought about. I've never actually considered this before. So when you talk about LeBron, there are a lot of LeBron haters as well as fans, right? Like there's guys who are just like vehemently hate that dude. Like they don't like him. And it can be his political stances. It can be his plays, the flops, whatever. I don't know anyone who's like, Curry's trash. Like I don't know anyone who's just like, Curry's terrible. I hate that guy. Like I don't know anyone. I loved Curry before the the 2016 I, I I really loved him when he was playing with Monte Ellis. I thought he was. Mm-hmm. I never thought he was going to be this great three point shooter. He, I mean, no one did. You couldn't have. No one could have thought he but, was going to turn out to be this great. But as far as likability, like there's a lot of people who just dislike LeBron as a human being. They just like they don't care for him. Yeah, but because, I don't know anyone who dislikes Curry. Like, do you know anyone who's just like Curry's garbage? Like, I've never heard that. No. Um. A lot of people, th- you know, think that. There are some Curry haters out there, not as much LeBron, of course. Le- LeBron thing started when you know he left Cleveland to go to Miami. So you have those people. Uh, you have people who just generally are Jordan fans or Kobe fans that never thought that LeBron was. Be- but I mean, come on, LeBron is one A, one B, wherever you want to put him, the greatest player of all time. I mean, Do you think he wins a chip still this year? Because this scenario of, I'm, hey, my ink, I, I'm not going to be 100% ever again. Like, I think he's kind of telling us, he's telling us something here. I think LeBron's playing to, LeBron has a good way of throwing people off the scent of trying to make it seem that he, I mean, you heard him last year, the toughest title he's ever won. He thinks he's won the two toughest titles ever. LeBron has a way of throwing it in there that, you know, and to placing in our minds. And he does a good job of playing these mind games. Like, like you said, LeBron from a likability standpoint, he does cry a lot. And I never like, mm-hmm. and Curry, Curry, when, you know, it was the 20, that 2016 run when they lost, um, Curry was shook, man, a little bit. Like in, I mean, he obviously couldn't hit the rim or not, uh, yeah. couldn't make a basket in that game seven. No one could, but, yeah. uh, you know, I think the one thing I never liked about what Curry would do is the way he would chew on his mouthpiece and stuff like that. I that would that would always just bug me. I I don't know why. Like he'd always chew on it when, like when the the ball wasn't falling for him. I mean, of course he's a fantastic shooter. That was just the only thing I guess I never liked about Curry. But I mean, you got you got to love him. I mean, look what he's done. Like he's he's given people who are are how tall are you? Uh, not tall. <laughs> right, me, me neither. So I'm, I'm five, nine and not, not tall yeah. at all. So, so people who, you know, are our height or even six foot, you know, they, they can maybe make a career in the NBA by just shooting that. And so Curry's started that revolution, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe, so, maybe all, AI he, did. I got to back you up. Do you still think the Lakers win this year? 
Yes, I because do. they yeah yeah they seem like they're very I, I, made I out think, of glass. I think LeBron is look. I are, obviously are you I, saying he's playing possum? No, is no, he no, playing no, no, possum? No, no. I, I think like I said, I think LeBron has with, with the comments he made before before the injury again because the injury uh, um, came after he said that. You know, I'll never be 100% again. So maybe there is something there. But I still think if LeBron's on the court with him knowing how to slow down the game. Because, man, LeBron is the smartest player on the court. When he's on the court, he's the smartest player in the NBA by by far. I mean, this guy is like from just an ability. Even if he's hurt 90%, I still think he's the best player in the league at 90%. Because of and what I, he could do. I will tell you, I think they're going to get bounced in round one. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll bet you on that. We'll talk about it. I'm telling you now, I don't think they make it out of round one. I think that, that that team is so fragile. AD is going to get hurt before. Like, like they're so, you know, AD's this is not fine, their man. year. He's, he's, been playing, he's been playing. He's been playing okay. I think he's playing in the playoff form. Uh, you know, he's still coming. He's still getting all the rust off. I think LeBron has a lot of rust to play off still, that for sure. But we know LeBron is a freak. Yeah, that I'm going to tell you now, the Suns are winning it all. We've already been over this. <laughs> so so just book it. Just book it. It's fine. You know I'm right. Hey, man, I, I, hope, I, I have a Chris Paul rookie card, BGS95, <laughs> that I hope if they make it far, I'm going to be selling it off before they oh, yeah. make the finals. So I really hope you're right. Because I I don't I don't see them. Sorry, I think they're the maybe the fourth the best team in the West still. This is this is a future image of Chris Paul holding the trophy. Here it Dude. is, right here. Oh man, you're it's so funny. You you know, and you you've been on them since before, halfway through the season since we started talking about this. Mm-hmm. But it we've it's seen tough. it. We it's we, tough we, to be we right. no, it is because we've seen it before. Chris Paul, he's had great teams and he's choked. He's choked it up. Yeah, but now he's got that State Farm money, man. Like he's so watch, what? Watch, he's had, he's had the money watch. before. He's been on con- big contracts before. He's always had the money. Just he's, watch. He's he's, a, he's been overpaid for a long time. He just has. Just watch. Here it comes. But uh, yeah, man. But I think LeBron will be there. And to talk about Bradley Beal, sorry, go back to the Bradley building. Do you, do do you want to buy? Any Bradley Beal cards? Would you buy any of his cards right now? Six months ago, maybe. Well, even even before that, Bradley his his prism as uh, a his PSA ten. Let me see his rookie. I'm trying to think if he, he had his uh, so his 2012 prism right now. It's selling. Not too bad. About eight fifty. They're holding about eight hundred. That, that I think that's kind of undervalued a little bit, right? It could be. It could be. There's one fear with me is if next year he does nothing, then that that plummets. Like I mean, he seems like a guy that that does this as far as in the I, hobby. Yes, I, I agree. I I still think. I mean, I I I don't think he's going anywhere now. I don't think he's going to request a trade now that Westbrook has been. A kind of resurgence on that team, and they would have been bad, and that team was in the tanker, you know, and going for the lottery. I, I, I don't even think they have their pick actually. So, uh, but you know they, who? Uh, 
he reminds me of though as far as hobby value is John Wall. Uh who? Like he Bill? goes Yeah, as far not not play style at all, just simply good year, average, good year, average, bad year. Like it just I don't know. I've never sat back and thought, man, you know what? I wish I owned a whole bunch of Beal stuff. Like I've never, no, never thought that. I, I never would have wanted to own anything wall either, but I would much yeah. rather own Beal. And this is three or four years ago. I never liked John wall as a hobby value or anything. Um, I just, when people had thought he was better than Kyrie at one point in like 2017 uh-huh. or something, I was, I was laughable. And, yeah. and I mean, maybe, Maybe Kyrie at the end of the the Celtics thing, you're like, man, I I want to dump everything Kyrie, but of course now everyone, you gotta love Kyrie because this is the kind of player that he he could play to be like. I mean his handles and stuff like that. I'm talking about just from his his game. I mean Kyrie on a whole nother mental standpoint. I don't want to, I don't want him on my team, but his from his ability to play the game, I mean phenomenal, the best handles that we've ever seen. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean it's just. Beal again for me is, and you know how I, I mean, I, I think I've solidified my position. I don't buy anybody that's hype. I don't want to buy guys when they're in the media. I want to buy guys when everyone's asleep at the wheel on them. Yes. So you but know who I would buy I, right I, now? I still I'd buy I, Clay. Buy Clay. Go ahead, go buy Clay. That's it. Yeah. Nobody's talking about you, Clay. No one's if, talking about Clay. If you would have bought Clay this last offseason, you would have been screwed. Or I guess, you know. Yeah. You, I, you, I think you could he, buy clay you could buy clay right now and in the next three years i think he'll be happy uh yeah. especially in the off season because clay stuff's it's just not super hot right now i mean it's tough because everything in the hobby is expensive a little bit but yeah and that's actually what i want to talk to you about so his 2011 rookie you could buy his uh this is his that his SP upper deck uh-huh. uh, were 150 to 250. Yeah. Um, his prism, so his 2012 uh, Panini prism is selling for $1,100. Yep. So, yeah, it fluctuating around that range. So, I mean, definitely not a bad buy for maybe the third greatest three point shooter ever. Yeah. You know? I mean, as far as, as far as a guy that could get hot and get in a situation where he puts up crazy numbers. Like, he could have three 50-point games in a row. Like, he has that in him. And that's, again, when I would sell him. Yeah. Right? Game three of that, I, I unload. I, I don't I don't want to own anything, Clay. Just that kind of yeah. injury, man. It just – you see him try to come back from it, and he just got hurt. I, I, I would stay away from anything, Clay Thompson. But, see, I think that's when you buy. You buy when the blood's running in the street. I mean, it's econo- it's a second 101. Buy just, when he gets suppressed. I just if that eleven hundred dollar, if that eleven hundred prism gets down to four fifty, you buy three. I mean, that's I'm, I'm telling you, like that's what I would do. Yeah, you know, if it was at five hundred, I'd be like, oh, definitely buy it. But because of his potential to come back next year, but at eleven hundred dollars, I don't love it because I still think it could be at eleven hundred dollars this time next year. Yeah, very much. I just feel like he has the potential to get one of those big pops. Yeah. Sort of like a Beal or sort of like a, a Lillard. You know, it's just I'd guys rather, that are kind of under the radar. I'd rather own Beal at 800 than Clay at 1100 
But see, I would have rather owned Beal at 200, which was probably not that long ago. No, I don't think his stuff was at that. I, I could probably go back. Probably was at like 500 for his PSA 10 uh, Prism. I don't think it was ever 200 in, well, in this last year or two. I was going to say, if you go back two years, I bet it was 200 all day. Yeah, maybe before the before the hobby had popped to what it has been for sure. Which um, makes here, everything tougher. You know, yeah. it's tougher now because the evaluation of price is so different now because everything's expensive. Before we go off of basketball, I actually want to talk about um, that vintage basketball. And I'm not talking about mm-hmm. the Russell stuff. I'm talking about um, we know where that's at with Will and stuff. But like the 70s cards, we're, we're seeing a big bump there. Are you a long time hold on those? Like, because it, obviously, you know, it's like, I know vintage baseball is different. Vintage baseball outsells the other two any day. We haven't seen vintage football really drump. We've seen vintage basketball drumping a little bit. And especially with the popularity of where basketball is, I, I would say it's the most popular sport for cards, maybe be for, and I'm not talking about quarterbacks. We know what quarterbacks are selling at. But for for just the faces and all that, especially like even Russell Westbrook passing Oscar Robinson, that bumps Oscar Robinson's cards, right? Yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of people who don't even know who the big O was. Right. Um, especially newer collectors. They don't have any idea who that guy was. No, they don't know where he went to college. They don't know his accolades. Um, they don't know that forever he would only sign his name Big O, and then eventually the card companies got him to sign his full name. Um <laughs> And that guy, I met him in real life. Like that guy, he's great. Um, yeah, he's, he seems, I, I like the little video that he put out last night of Westbrook, you know, out there Westbrook passed him. I mean, it's, it's awesome, man. You see it. And there's a lot of players, players like that, but, um, so to answer your question, I am not a long-term hold on vintage basketball. It gets weird, man. Cause when you talk, talking seventies, you're talking Julius Irving rookie. Yeah, who I else mean, are you talking about? But who but, else are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, I guess earlier Kareem stuff. I mean, you, yeah. you have some earlier Kareem. You have some some later Wilt. Yeah. You have his later Wilt stuff. You have, I guess, what that Wilt? That's Wilt Lakers. You have some Oscar. You have some Oscar Robinson stuff in there. Um, but, it's I mean, tough so though because his his rookie was in the sixties. Um, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, I mean, for as far as like. Those players being there, uh, you have Bird, you have Magic, and seventy nine. But those, those eighty one. Is, um, is it eighty one? Yeah. Oh my god. Eighty eighty one. It's eighty eighty one. But yeah, that, that's right. I would rather, but I consider that vintage too, though. Okay. Like I, I think the eighty eighty one top set is still considered vintage, as far as I'm concerned. I like those. I, I like the Bird Magic rookie. Of course. Okay. I would rather own the Bird Magic Irving. Than an Irving rookie, even though it's the Irving rookie's nineteen seventy two seventy three. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a better card. Yeah, I I saw. So I guess it's just like with vintage basketball, you know, the seventies, sixty, the sixty stuff is is like maybe hit or miss. I I don't know where that kind of goes in the future. Would you buy? Well, they had a, would you buy like a a box of vintage? of 60, 70 stuff for like 500 to $1,000. Yeah, absolutely. Hold on. Let me rephrase. Are you saying a sealed box of product? Or are you saying just like a bunch of random cards? No, I mean like a bunch of random cards. Like if they had Wilts, Never. And, Wilts and Kareem's Never. and stuff. No, absolutely. Absolutely not. Okay. 
Unless, again, I mean, are you talking about, like, razor sharp, I'm going to send these to PSA and get sevens? Now we're in a different world. But, like, just average $5, $10 cards? No way. No, Absolutely no. I, not. And that's what I mean. Like, cards are in, like, in good shape. I mean, they would have to be blazers that I can grade because, yeah. again, like, fourth year, fifth year wilt is worth that much money. Yeah. A, a six-year a six Maravich is not worth that much money. Like, it's just – I don't know, like vintage basketball, because the game's so different now, I feel like collectors look at a lot of those old guys as like, they almost don't even really matter, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. And that, that was, that was my last question before we jump off of basketball. Let's talk, uh, we have a little bit of MLB questions. We'll just talk some Albert Pujols. We've talked about him in the past. We know what he's done. Um, him leaving or getting, released by the angels uh big news last week of course i no one saw that coming maybe some people that saw him sitting and wondering why he's not starting but that's just the only thing uh albert man that's just it's a crazy talk to see him not be on a team him being in the league we thought he was gonna retire an angel is a lot maybe his last where do you see him going i mean the heart of me wants to see him go to the cardinals I don't know if there's a place for him. No way. I, I just don't think it. But in the same breath, it would be a cool story. I don't think the White Sox make sense either. Um, I, I, I think no that makes the mo- I think that makes the most sense just to be a DH. I, yeah. I, I mean, I really wish that baseball would have just stuck the, the universal DH to begin with for this going forward. You know. How do you feel though about DH record setters? Because he's care. not far away from getting to 700. I don't and care. And with never testing positive, it's like the DH position, I don't know. Like it just, I'm not saying it should be an asterisk, but it does feel a little bit cheap. Uh, like if I, you don't do it. it I just don't, I don't care know. about it. I mean, it's fine. Like, you know, David Ortiz being a DH most of his career, I you know, that's great. Like his numbers are awesome. Three-time champion. Like – I, I, I don't have any, like, like feelings about the DH position. I think it's fine. If Pujols was to go DH for the White Sox and hit 30 home runs this year and pass 700, I would love it. I'm all about it. I mean, I'm like, because I think I mean, Pujols was, for 10 straight years, the best player in baseball. He just was. For sure. For sure. La Russa has come out and said they have no place for him. Yeah. And so that's why it's just maybe a team like the Yankees, they need a DH or a team that's like in a, I mean, if I'm a team like Seattle and I need a DH, Pujols, come to Seattle, baby, sell some tickets, start your 700 chase. By the way, Seattle called up their top prospect, Jared Kalinick, um, yesterday. It's very big news. It is big news. I have his, uh, I have one of his, his Bowman's best. I mean, it's not, not his uh, first Bowman, but his auto. Yep. I'm, uh, but yeah, he uh, he's gonna be hot. His stuff's been good already. It's gonna get real good. Yeah, I I mean I don't know how much higher it could get because it's so high. His stuff is yeah. ridiculous high. But I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that up there. Um, Baseball I, prospects get get crazy. That's what's weird, man. Baseball prospects. I mean, there's dudes crazy. selling for twenty five grand that have not seen the field and won't for three years. Too crazy on some of the stuff, man. It's just it's too high. <laughs> A lot of it. I mean, Wander Franco, still the number one prospect in baseball. We still don't know when we're seeing him. It might be another year or two. No, he's going to get called up this season. I, I, I've been hearing a lot of like Buster Olney and stuff talk about 
Franco will get called up this year. It's be, they're just, you know, waiting again for the service time. You know, that's just it. They yeah. want that extra year. I, which I hate. And uh, maybe it's something that we'll talk about next week. I hate the service time thing. Star, the stars should be called up. They, a guy like Jordan clinic, who should have been called up last year. I, I really hate well, the six year service time it, thing. It, it just hurts the players. I mean, they did the same thing to Chris Bryant. You it, know? Hurts, it doesn't only hurt the, the players. It hurts the sport. When yeah. baseball, I, and you know how I feel about baseball. I'm so passionate about baseball. It's my favorite sport still. For baseball to fix itself a little bit, it needs to figure out this service time thing. I understand what it means for the clubs, and that's why they need to address it, where it's a win-win for the players, the sport, and for the clubs. What needs to happen there? Because clubs hurt themselves with these long-term contracts, so maybe the, these long-term contracts are for when they're younger, you know? Yeah. Instead of it being later years, this needs to happen sooner. So they need to really figure it out. You know, the Trevor Bauer stuff we talked about before, it, you know, that's a sign of how this stuff could work. Bigger money, maybe shorter term. Yeah, it's awesome. It's better. Maybe all clubs yeah. can't do that, but it, there has to be a way to figure it out. More, you know. And maybe this is something we're going to touch on next week is how do we, how does baseball improve its game a little bit? How does it make itself more popular? Yeah. Um, Cause I, I don't think baseball is dead by any means. It's definitely not. I mean, obviously you see it with the hobby. It's definitely not dead, but like, how does it, you know, right now, cause we're getting into, when we get into June baseball, it slows down a lot. June, July, yeah. it's the slowest, but it starts to pick up in August, September and postseason for sure. But, uh, I mean, I, this is something we'll definitely talk about next week. Uh, it's but, weird from a, a card standpoint right now because it's like this is the time of year where we have baseball, basketball, and football all going. Right. You know, the football draft, obviously they're not playing, but the football draft gets a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. You know, 2021 products are starting to release. Today's there's a release. Tomorrow there's a release of 2021 football. Um, it just gets really muddy there's just so much products coming out at once for the different sports like it's hard if you try to collect all three yeah and and i i agree it's definitely something especially with the basketball playoffs it you know just overshadows the baseball season by far yeah and with the plan with the the playing tournament too i mean that cuts into some of the may baseball it just does yeah, I mean, is televised baseball going to take a huge hit if they televise the playing tournament? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that that eats into another week or two of May baseball, and so I there's some stuff that I think baseball could do, and we'll talk about this next week because uh, I think it's actually a really good segment that we could get into. Um, but yeah, man, let's move into the card on your desk. Uh, you- yeah, select Justin Jefferson retail yeah. exclusive. You can only get these in blasters or hangers silver version i think he is the best position player uh that is not a quarterback last year um you know i think he would have been rookie of the year had herbert not been herbert yeah um i also know that if he doesn't perform he is going to be worthless so we'll see i mean i'm not going to say if he doesn't perform he'll be worthless but if he gets a better quarterback i mean (laughs) cuz i mean cousins isn't terrible but if he imagine if he got a, I mean, quarterback like Lamar Jackson or something like that, or imagine if they would have because they were, they were there. Uh, did you hear that they were uh, going to trade up for Justin Fields? But uh-huh. The Bears beat him. Imagine if Justin Fields went there. Oh man, that his value would be insane right now. 
I really like Fields. I mean, I know that Fields has some speculation about what his stuff's going to be. I think Fields stuff's going to be great. I, I'm all about. I'm all about it. I, I think Fields is my guy for this year. If I'm going to collect anything, it's I want some Field Fields stuff. I mean, of course, if I get a Trevor Lawrence uh, auto, I'm not going to complain. But I, I would no. chase more Fields than I would Lawrence. Where are you at on Mac? Uh I mean, I guess that that tone says it, but. I, I would own his stuff. I think the Patriots are going to be successful. So I think Mac is going to start the season. I just do. Yeah. Bel- I hope he thing, does. Man, Belichick's going to be 70 years old soon. So Belichick's not going to wait two years for this guy to develop. And Josh yeah. McDaniels, you know, at some point is going to be like, sorry, scam Newton, you're out. You know, he's only making him 1 million this year anyway. So yeah. it's like, why not have him put him in his backup? And Cam Newton knows it too. I think Cam Newton knows the system, and out of respect for Belichick and stuff, he's just going to shut his mouth. But I yeah. hope so. Uh, here's my my card on the desk. I got, I got two of these last week. Uh, Clayton Kershaw rookie autos. Uh, you know Beckett nines auto uh, his uh, ten in the autograph. I think uh, when Kershaw retires in a few years, I think his stuff is going to pop. I I know I we're not, not really big on pitcher stuff, but. Just me being a big fan of Kershaw, uh, so I'm not mad if those cards don't pop. I just think Kershaw is the only pitcher that can pop. Him being a Dodger, now winning a World Series, him being the best pitcher of this generation by far, and having an MVP and all that stuff really really does matter. Well, the card companies do some cool stuff with him, too. Like They put a lot of dual autos of him and Koufax together. That's that's sick. Um, So I think that plays a role too because like he's associated with somebody that great you yeah. know and i and i mean talking to koufax too i mean he, he talks to koufax all the time and yeah. being i you know i just think being and being a dodger lifer i think is gonna you know keep it i i don't know where he'll go next year he's a free agent but i i hope the dodgers and him do come up with the deal because kershaw says he wants to play beyond next year so uh, so yeah, I mean, it looks like he still. I mean, it looks like he still has it in him, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean his ERA is under two point eight, I think. So uh, yeah. through the month and a half of the season, it's definitely. What is your? Uh, let's see it into our lifestyle talk of the week, man. What it, this is where we give feedback for you guys listening. Uh, these are stuff that we implement and that we do ourselves. So, uh, Ken, what is your lifestyle talk of the week? What's your? Why would so, you? Not? My why would you not is why would you not once a day get on YouTube and look up a five-minute guided meditation? Put your phone face down. You don't have to turn it off because that's it's hard for some people, but put it face <laughs> down. Do a five-minute guided meditation. I'm a big fan of breath work. Um, yeah. I like the Wim Hof breathing method. You can go do a round of Wim Hof in less than five minutes. Um so if I was to suggest to go look up any one of them, I would go look up Wim Hof guided breathing technique. Uh, there's a 15 minute video where he actually does the voicing of it, but you can do just one round in five minutes. And I assure you afterwards, you will not only, well, here's a good example. So yesterday um, I had a bunch of stuff going on that was not great. Um, blood pressure got pretty high. Um, heart rate resting was like 110. Um, so I just wasn't feeling good. Like I was really stressed out and I did an ice cold shower and then I went and did three rounds of Wim Hof and I took my blood pressure after the third round of the Wim Hof method. And it was literally 
110 over 82 with a resting heart rate of 85, oh. which for me is about right. Um, so in literally 20 minutes, I went from being in a not good physical state to 100% coming back to baseline just by taking a cold shower and doing Wim Hof. And that puts your anxiety <laughs> up and everything too. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was really bad for a little bit, especially cause like the heart rate was just pounding, pounding, pounding. Yeah. Um, I ate some spices that did not work for me. And for some reason it triggered a histamine response. And when I have histamine responses, um, my heart rate and blood pressure go crazy. But again, I was able to negate it, not with pharmaceuticals, not with, you know, anything that's illegal or any other thing like alcohol. I was able to negate it with breathing technique and cold shower. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a big believer in like, well, I obviously do the cold showers now regularly so that's a big routine um meditation is something that i tried a few years ago i like the breath work i i think i'm really i i can't do meditation i just i try to but uh i'm a big fan of the breath work especially like i like doing it when i'm just kind of out walking it's a big thing that i like to do but uh it's the same same method man i it when your mind is going and racing and this is something that I'm not talking about my, why would you not? But it's like, it is definitely a, a great thing to center yourself. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Have you ever done the uh, Wim Hof stuff? Have you looked into any of that? I, I don't know exactly which one I've done. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've used the like calm app for meditation stuff before, um, before the calm app, I've done other stuff. I just, I can never find my mind to focus that way. I really find my mind focusing on when I'm running. Um, and I think that's just in my ADHD. I just can't focus like that. It's, just, it's always going on different things. But um, it, like when I'm running or when I'm walking or doing stuff, like when I'm outside and not in an enclosed environment, um, it definitely focuses a lot better. Yeah. The one Hoff one is pretty interesting if you watch it on YouTube because it actually like inflates a balloon and then it, when you're supposed to take in the air and then it yeah. goes away and then it comes back. So you just you follow along yeah, while he's speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're getting auditory, you're getting the visual, and then you just do what he says. And then when he tells you to do the breath hold, a timer pops up, you know, and like I mean, I, I do this weird thing where I'm trying to get to a three minute breath hold. Um you know, I'm struggling with it because it's, it's really hard to get there. Um, right, right. But, you know, the other day I did two minutes and 12 seconds. You know, that was my record so far. Man, that's, that's, that's pretty good because especially like we know that the breathing is hard. It's just hard. Yeah. Some people think that like it's impossible to get to like that kind of down, but it's really not. It's just more about focusing on it. Yep. My why would you not this week is why would you not want to listen to well it's more of a podcast recommendation so I listened to this podcast called the Jordan Harbinger Show it's all about he interviews all like a lot of top performers um, generals FBI like but he his podcast is all about learning practical skills and I listen to it weekly he has about three episodes a week. Uh, he has a Tuesday, Thursday episode where he interviews somebody and he has a feedback Friday where you can send in questions to where they answer it. And he asked the professionals that he's had on in the past, um, uh, for their advice on some stuff and they give their takes and stuff, which is just really good. So if you have any like questions that 
you need to answer like any hard times in your life, you could send them to them and that they'll answer for you, which is, a, which is great. But I, I love this show. Um, I was listening to an episode today with Tim Grover, uh, who's Michael Jordan's uh, former trainer and Jordan and him were really one of the first people to start with training and some, some I really never knew. So it's kind of great to, to listen to it. And he was also talking about Tim Grover was talking about how we create fear in our own minds too much of the times and how that holds us back to a lot of stuff. We just make up stuff and it really just holds us back. And, you know, we create this doubt in ourselves, and, uh, it just, it's a, it was just a good reminder of, of, uh, you know, just be a little bit more mindful of, okay, are we, are we creating this stuff in your, our minds? So, um, I, I would definitely go, my recommendation is just to go give it a listen. It's episode 506 on the Jordan Harbinger podcast, the Jordan Harbinger show, uh, on any, you can go find it on any podcast player, but, uh, it's a latest episode with Tim Grover and I th- just definitely give it a listen. It doesn't matter who you are, but, uh, it's a, a interesting podcast, especially if you're a fan of just sports or whatever, but yeah, man, that's definitely a way to improve your day. Right on. I like it. Is there anything else that we need to touch on this week, man? Uh, 2021 football is here. We're going to put a break up in the next five minutes after we're done. Nice. That's sick. Oh, yeah. Cool. $25 a spot. You guys go out there. Yep. Get it. And, uh, that's Monday through Thursday, by the way, to 25 bucks. Go, go out there and get that. You guys can find Ken at, on Facebook at the card shop. And, uh, Ken, I'll see you next Tuesday, at 9 a.m. All right, man. Have a good one. You too, brother. I hope you guys all enjoyed that version of the show. Ken's awesome. Uh, he is just a, I hope you guys all enjoyed that version of the show. We do this every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Ken's a great guy. Uh, just one of the most honest people I know. I love everything that he's doing. Uh, and he and I just, you know, we chat throughout the week about sports and he's always open to answering any of your questions about sports cards and uh, you could also comment live here on the comment section uh, when you're watching the show. Go to my YouTube channel, Brian Argot, and you could subscribe to the channel and then join us live next week to get your questions answered about any sports cards. Or if you just want to dabble in some sports, please uh, join us as well. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and leave me a rating and review and we'll see you next time.